This past Friday in our stock talk, the subject of CRISPR came up in the video I had done in the preceding week in uh, which I had said I wasn't buying back into CRISPR, although I had been a big supporter of CRISPR and Editus and Beam and Caribou, gene, genome sequencing and genome editing for two years, but I got out of it because I was tired of taking the beating and I just didn't feel that it was coming along as that it should. But yet CRISPR had gone up 50% in two days and I thought it, and as I said in this video, it was an unwarranted spike in price. And then I went and did some additional digging and, I, and I've changed my opinion and I want to share it with you because I think something is happening that could present us with a real investment opportunity. And it's all around genome sequencing and the question that the thumbnail said, is this the beginning of the genome revolution? And I think it might be. So let's dig into it deeper and let's see if we can't come as a, as a community to a, to a conclusion, is this the time to get back into the, the genome um, editing, genome therapy uh, revolution? It's not financial vice. This is education. This is cumulative education. This is the feelings of me and my tribe. Let's get in it. But first, why don't you subscribe to the channel and like the video? That'll help my algorithm and get some more views and maybe more people can benefit from this revolution. So let's get right at it. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. Okay, going over the numbers, uh, CRISPR, as I said, had been up um, as high as 50%. After the past two weeks, it's actually up about 37%, followed by Editus, who is up um, 26%. And then you've got Beam at 17, Carapu up 12, um, Nutella up 19. And then in the genome sequencing uh, category, uh, you've got uh, Pacific Biosciences up 24% and Illumina up 10%. These are the major players that I follow. And this has all happened within the last two weeks. And I'm asking the question, and I ask my tribe the question, why do you think this has happened? And the unanimous answer came back, and that was artificial intelligence. I don't think it's that simple, but let's look into it. Certainly, artificial intelligence is going to speed up the process by which good decisions can be made, which good analysis can be made. And this science will then become a reality as a result of artificial intelligence. But I think it's a little deeper in that. As I dug in, I saw that there was money coming into these companies, uh, particularly CRISPR, uh, about $400 million. And what it was, it was Big Pharma saying, hey, we want a part of what you're doing. And so I got to digging in a little deeper and rereading some of my books. And what I realized is this is all being driven by scientists. Uh, Jennifer Doudna, uh, Emmanuel D. Carpentier, Fred Zhang, um, George Church. These are scientists who, for the most part, work in university uh, surroundings. And the university started funding the, uh, the science. And then some businessmen came in and some angel investors, and they started pushing it a little bit further. And this all has happened over the last 10 years. And then we had the coronavirus, which kind of set the, the 
thing, the whole process back a bit. And then as the coronavirus faded, the whole process sped up. Artificial intelligence started coming into play and we had some fervor around it. Now, what you got to recognize is that this started with scientists. These are people who work in lab coats, in in, uh, laboratories, in petri dishes, in test tubes, and put molecules together to see if they can find something that will attach to the natural functions of our body, which happens to be called CRISPR. And what they do is then put a cassette on that CRISPR to visualize. And that cassette goes in to the body whether it be in a Petri dish or in the body, and cuts out the mutation that we inherited from our ancestors that gives us a propensity to have cancer, uh, to have heart disease, Parkinson's, sickle cell, liver disease, whatever. And so this science is there, and the scientists go through and prove the process. The businessmen feed them the angel investors' money, and then they have to go to the uh, Food and Drug Administration, whether it be here in the United States or other parts of the world, and get it approved for use. Now, they start with some obscure disease. Sickle cell is certainly not obscure, but it's not cancer and it's not heart disease because the risk and reward, once they start putting it into the body, they have to prove the efficacy of the whole science first. So that's where they're at now. So now that we're through the coronavirus, the science is picking up, artificial intelligence is picking up, big farmers sitting on the sideline, their board of directors says to Eli Lilly, to Merck, to um, Pfizer, where are we in this process? We're, we're hearing about this on 60 Minutes. We've read the books, The Code Breaker and The Crack in Creation. And we and where are we in this? There, This is the board asking the management of Big Pharma. And Big Pharma says, well, we're not really in that just as of yet. Well, I think we need to be. So what do they do? They go to CRISPR and Editus and Beam and Caribou, and they say, hey, we'd be interested in some collaboration. You're getting into a territory where we can bring real strength. We have, in for over the years, we have gotten drugs approved by the FDA. We have gotten drugs approved by the insurance company. We've, we've did, worked the actuaries to figure out what, in fact, you should be selling this for so that you get profit because you're going to have to deal some with some consequences that what if five years from now this drug has some unintended consequences do you have the insurance in place to make sure that that you're covered that you aren't all bankrupt have you done this before and of course the people at Edison, they're they're in their lab coats they say no we don't know anything about that and then the the, the pharma says then you got to market it you got to get it to the doctors and then you got to get it accepted by the population and that's all what we do well You've done what you do well. This is what we do well. And that's where we're at right now. These are the conversations that are going on. These are the numbers that are being crunched. And this is when Wall Street wakes up and says, hey, maybe we ought to get involved in this too. Maybe this has some potential. Maybe now this Editus, this this uh, CRISPR, this Caribou, maybe these things are going to take off. Maybe everybody's going to be saying to their doctor after they see this on in the Wall Street Journal and on 60 Minutes, hey, should I be getting my genome sequenced? And that will take off 
the companies like Pacific Biosciences. You got to understand, in 2000, it cost over a billion dollars to get your genome sequence. That is, yeah, that they went in and looked at your blood, looked at your spit, looked at whatever, and said, hey, Carrie, you have a propensity for cancer. You aren't going to get Alzheimer's, but you have a propensity of cancer. And it's located here in your DNA, in this genome right here. And we want to put a needle in your arm, and this cassette will go in there and cut that out of every cell in your body. You got over 300 million cells in your body. This will cut it out of every cell in your body and your propensity of cancer will go away. In fact, what we want to do is go to your granddaughter and your grandsons and before they get married and conceive, we want to do that in their egg and sperm and that will in fact take cancer out of your bloodline. And oh, by the way, while we're genoming your sequencing your genome, we'll check you for Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and heart disease and all these things too. That's where we are in the future. Right now, you have the big money sitting down and saying, how are we going to make this happen? When is it going to happen? And who's going to invest in whom? That's what's happening. Wall Street is waking up and saying, hey, we need to get involved in this. Now, we're waking up and saying, hey, we need to get back involved in it. And so here are the, here's, here's the track record over the last two weeks. So you can see now what you need to do is do your due diligence, go to Seeking Alpha, read the articles, go to Yahoo Finance, read the articles, go to the science journals, read the articles, and then come join my stock talk this coming Friday, and we'll talk more about it. And we'll probably talk more about it the Friday after that. Because what I've learned in this business is I'm competing against a giant. I am, I'm David. That's right. I'm David. And I'm competing with Goliath, and that's Wall Street. And the more little Davids I can have on my team, the more propensity I have for, for success and you have for success. And that's why we formed a tribe. That's why we have Sunday meetings. That's why I want you to subscribe to this channel. That's why I want you to like this video. And I want you to become a part of this movement that looks deep into stocks, makes good investment decisions understands our tax code, and then creates family wealth. There is no reason that you can't be a Rockefeller or a Carnegie or a Kennedy and pass on major wealth by making good investment decisions, not only in the stock market, but throughout your life and also building a strong financial plan. And I'll be bringing that to you within the next 60 days over on our website, Best of Us Investors. I'm on my way to Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm actually uh, in, a, in a motel in Indiana. We're going to a funeral uh, later this afternoon and going to drop in on my brother who uh, is on the second round of his fight with cancer. Hopefully, Editus, Beam, Caribou, maybe they can come to his rescue. Let's hope so. Let's talk more about this tomorrow. And um, by that time, I ought to be home.